I always have the guys do something they never done before. And this allows us to kill the ego right away because the guys can't stick their chest out and say, I'm really good at this. You all watch me. Everyone says, no, I actually suck at this. And I don't care what anyone else thinks because we're all in the same spot. And that's how you get to be vulnerable quicker. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Boldly Courageous podcast. And as always, I am so honored that you are here with me on this journey. And today I have the sheer honor of interviewing my friend, Kyle, and I've known Kyle for some time now, like we've run in the same circle. We were, I was in a mastermind that was facilitated by a gentleman that he worked one-to-one with. So I would see his name pop up a lot on social media. And then he had been featured on one of my friend's podcasts and we just eventually hopped on zoom and we dropped in together. And you're going to hear through this conversation um, the work that Kyle is doing in the world and and why it's so important. But something that I really, really loved so much is that in this episode, Kyle really shows what it looks like to lead with vulnerability, to open your heart as a leader, as a man, as a father and a husband and a business owner. He really does show the other side of being vulnerable. And I, for the men that listen to this show, I really hope that you 
follow Kyle and you connect with his work. And for the women that listen to this show, I hope that this episode gives you an insight into our role that we play as women in helping the men in our lives really open and really be able to connect and provide safety on a deeper level, not just from a physical perspective, but on an emotional level as well. And the nuances that men in today's culture face. So we talk a lot about fatherhood and Kyle shares the experience of being a stay at home dad while his wife was the one that was the primary um, provider for the home and, and just how he had to navigate that experience. We talk a lot about the role of entrepreneurship and what it looks like to just follow the nuggets, like follow your intuition, trust the inner knowing, be open to miracles. And when you are in that space of trust and surrender, how amazing things happen. And then we really dig into the work that Kyle is doing through his program called guys trips, which is these experiences for men to really come together in brotherhood and break down the barriers of fear and competition and really tap into the experience of vulnerability and true brotherhood and connection. And the work that Kyle is doing, I believe will change the world, just like the work that we as women and thought leaders are doing to change the world as well. So this, I say this every time, but I really do feel like this is one of my most favorite conversations. Like I feel like the time went by so fast. So my guest today is Kyle Depius, and he is a husband, a father, a podcaster, and an author. He is also a corporate America, corporate America executive turned entrepreneur. Kyle facilitates profitable and authentic relationships through one of a kind trips and experiences for high performing men. He believes that we can experience success in our fortunes and our families without sacrificing one for the other. So without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. It's such an honor and it's been so much fun getting to know you um, and your journey yeah. and your story and the, the couple of times that we've we've connected and something that I love about you and kind of what you share out in the world and what you represent is just this power of going first, right. Of mm -hmm. like really leading, you lead men, you lead your family, you lead yourself. And, uh, even in the, the short conversation that we had before we hit record of like, you're literally walking into a whole new <laughs> unknown, which is not always easy for the, yeah. you know, the alpha male that likes, um, stability and certainty. So I just want to honor yeah. you in that and say, welcome. Yeah, well, thank you. That's a it's a nice way to start it. I appreciate it. And you're you're like I said, or like you had said, and we'd said earlier, you're you're catching me at a, a really interesting time when I'm just kind of walking this path. I don't have a lot of the answers, but I'm just continuing to walk it. So this should be a fun conversation. Hopefully, we can provide some value for your listeners. Yeah, I feel like so many of us find ourselves in this place of like the messy middle. I know I'm in it right now too. And um I did a post today on Instagram about being able to hold like the duality of light and dark abundance and lack and like knowing versus not knowing. Right. And I think that's so, um, it's so important to show that because people can look at you and your family and your business and think, wow, this guy has a system. He has a strategy and, or any business owner. It's like, we're really just yeah. throwing it at the wall and hoping that it's yeah. and then like trying to figure out what was like the angle or the trajectory that made it actually stick yeah. this time. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's like a, I came from corporate is my background. So it was always ready, aim, fire. And I feel like as an entrepreneur, ready, fire, aim, like you just figure it out after you take action. And that's been one of the hardest things for me to, to just sit with and learn from, but that truly is the way, the way it is. Mm. So then let's dive into the opener. Cause I asked the same question to everyone on the, on the show is what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Oh, oh boy. Uh, aside from taking a few nephews out for donuts yesterday, which was a debacle, uh, <laughs> chocolate all over their faces. That I was one thing, but on, on, a, on a bigger level, I wrote a book at the end of, uh, well, I wrote at the end of 2021 and it came out like right around Christmas of, of 2021. And it was something that the, the story I always told myself is, you know, I don't really what's who, who cares to hear about my story. And, you know, it's just, I'm just a, a little, a guy from a small town in Southeast Wisconsin and uh, I pushed forward through that project and it was so much fun. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And now I just continued to write. But that was something that it took uh, summoning a lot of courage for me to bring that up and take it to the finish line. Mm. And I would imagine it probably feels similar to where you are now. Like, um, I believe that when we are uh, walking through the process of building confidence or building courage, they're they're like in hindsight, we recognize like, oh, this is, there's a pattern here. Like we, we, mm -hmm. we walk into it and maybe you're, you're in that right now. So can you share a little bit about what that process looked for you? Like, how did you know that you wanted to write a book? How did you actually, like, how long did it take you to actually sit down and yeah. write it and then actually yeah. get it out in the world? Like, what was that process like for you? Yeah. Well, so I, it's, it's been on my list to write a book for a long time. So I actually keep kind of like a bucket list and I have way too much stuff on there, but that was one of the things I've always wanted to do. And you know, what's funny, Melissa, I think this is really powerful. Um, I think sometimes when we don't really have the belief in ourselves, we need other people to speak it into us in order to build that belief. And so I borrowed that belief from some of the friends that, and people that I chose to surround myself with. Uh, I think someone that you know as well, Chris Harder, who was my coach, and he just really said, like, you need to, you need to put this out into the world. Like, this is really important, you know, and he really pushed me. And I think that speaks many different um, to many different things that are important. But number one, just the value of having people in your life that are, are speaking life into you is really important. Uh, and investing in yourself in that way. But to me, the biggest lesson was like, man, I don't really have the belief in myself, but others believe in me. So I'm going to borrow that until I have it for myself. So I kind of started the project summer of 2021. And I just, I hired a coach as well, a, a book writing coach and, and an editor, someone to help me with the publishing of it. It's self-published. And um, it was great. And honestly, it, it was really just accountability. I had to check in once a week and my commitment was to write a couple thousand words a week. And it just was this mile marker on the journey to say, you know, on this date, you got to have this done. I'm committing to it. And now I'm accountable to it. And someone's going to hold my feet to the fire. So um, the actual process was was fun. I, I think it was kind of simple. I think the words just kind of came out of me. Uh, I have a podcast as well, and we're up to almost 200 episodes. And with the permission of some of the people on the podcast, I used a lot of what they shared on some of the topics that, that I spoke about as well. So I probably could have got the book done faster. I wrote it in probably about two months. If I would have maybe hired out some of the transcription of audio from a podcast to pull, but I, I liked, I liked that process. It was fun for me to kind of go back and relive it and, and learn from some of the people who shared and I just sat down a couple of times a week and I set a timer and I said, all right, I'm just going to write. 
And if that means I write a sentence in this 30 minutes, that's great. If I write, you know, several pages, that's great. I'm not going to force it, but I'm going to commit to doing it. So that was the process. It didn't take very long. And honestly, I had such a blast doing it and there wasn't a lot of resistance. It just kind of flowed. And so that's why I kind of knew like, yeah, it was time. It's time to push this project out. Yeah. Did you have resistance before you started? Like, was there fear? Like I'm not a great writer or who I am, oh, yeah. who am I to do this or what will I even say? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the imposter syndrome, I think never goes away, no matter where you're at in your journey. And of course that came up, that was a little bit of resistance I faced was, you know, who am I? I'm just a guy from uh, Wisconsin. And I, you know, I was a stay, I'm still very much a stay at home dad. Like who, who cares what, what I have to say? And you hear all those things. Um, but again, I think that who's in your corner, who's in your circle, where your routines and your habits and your practices to continue to, to push yourself forward are, are really important. Um, and then you you know, when the book comes out, you're like, well, what if I get a, a negative review or a negative, you know, someone speaks out and, doesn't like the book and, and you have all those it, it's, it's present throughout the entire journey. Mm, it is. And you mentioned a couple times, like having a coach and who you've surrounded yourself with, has that been kind of a theme through your whole life? Have you always had that awareness to put yourself in environments that stretch you, or is that kind of a newer experience for you? No, I, I think I mean, ever since college and, and shortly after I went to UW Green Bay and I got a job in the travel wholesale industry, which is a ton of fun as a 22 year old to go down to Mexico and, and lead travel agents on, on a trip. But I, I've always seen the value in reaching out and finding mentors. And obviously during certain parts of my journey, that looked like reading books and, and things like that. And then you know, as I progressed, it was spending money to be in masterminds and go to workshops and hire coaches and all those things. And in the background, that's kind of where I started to think about the the work that I do now, because I saw how a lot of people do it. I was like, I kind of want to see it done this way. But um, yeah, I've always, I've always done that. I've always reached out to, I, I don't know where it started. I remember when I was in high school, I played soccer. And as a freshman, I was one of the captains. And I was like, well, I'm just a freshman. There's a lot of older people here. But I just, I saw the value of literally, you know, being in the hip pocket of someone who has wisdom and experience, because that really is the cheat code and you, you learn from them and you pay them for their wisdom and their experience and their trials and their tribulations. You learn from them. Um, And that's just something that I've always valued ever since I can remember. Yeah. It's been life-changing for me, just the noticing and having awareness to the people in my network or my friends group Mm -hmm. or what have you, and how much they really do impact, you know, the quality of your life in one Mm -hmm. way or another. And I think sometimes it can be, you know, you can be a little bit blind to that. So have you ever walked through an experience where you recognize that maybe the circle that you're in was actually holding you back from where you needed to be? Yeah, I think this is a, a real struggle and kind of a tug of war for people as they, they look to perhaps transcend where they are and, and go down a different path because, um, you know, and it's a theme that a lot of the guys struggle and have that are in the groups that I create is, hey, I've got this, this group of guys that we went to college with and that was 20 years ago. But when we get together, we still talk about the things we did 20 years ago. And it's like, I'm, you know, I'm very much a different person than I was 20 years ago, right? And the things that are important to me and that I value are very different. But when I hang out in some of those circles and friendships, that seems to be the topic of conversation. And so you feel this tug of war, like I don't, 
they're friends of mine. We've got a lot of history, but at the same time, like, Hey, I want to go this direction in my life. Do y'all want to come with me and, and we can do this, do these things together. Um, and so I think there's constantly that struggle in different friendship groups. Cause we look at, I'm, I'll be 42 shortly as of this recording. And you just go through all these different groups of friends throughout your lifetime and you change and you evolve. And, and, uh, sometimes those circle of friends and those friendships don't, and it's, uh, it's a really tough, um, topic and a tough thing to navigate. Yeah. I think for a lot of men, you know, I think in terms of women, like we lead so much from the heart, right. We're such mm. feeling I mean, we're all feeling beings, right? But women just seem to be a little bit more open in the heart. And I, I'm seeing a trend right now. Uh, maybe it's because I'm doing my own work with the masculine, but at these, with these men groups and, and some mm-hmm. men really like coming forward to heal, you know, relationship trauma or yeah. the heart, really the heart, like opening, opening in the heart. And I, I'm curious what that experience, because obviously before you started doing what you are doing, you recognized at some point I need to open my heart. Right. Or I guess Mm -hmm. I'm making some assumptions. Was there a point where you recognize like I need to open my heart and what did that look like for you? Yeah, it's, it's a great, um, I know where you're going with this and I, this is what I think of. So I left corporate America after 13 years doing corporate America and I became a high school business teacher. We had our son, Cal, in March of 2017. So I finished out the school year. My wife did her maternity leave. And then naturally we flip flop positions and we said, well, if a new teaching position would, would open up, I'd go for it. Well, a new teaching position didn't open up and I got the ultimate promotion to a stay at home dad. But in that, at that time, you know, cause you, you sit in America, right? We, we get into a circle of friends and it's a new, new circle and everyone asks one question if you've never met someone and that question is usually, what do you do for work? And so I'm sitting in, you know, groups of, of men and they're all kind of going around talking about the work that they do. And, and, you know, I know the question's coming to me and I'm just sitting there panicking internally. I'm like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? And then, you know, it comes around to me and I'm like, yeah, I'm a stay at home dad. And I used to be really ashamed of that. I used mm-hmm. to be terrified of what others would think of me. Would they think less of me because I don't have the, you know, the title at work and all those things. And I think I had to have a, a death of ego, so to speak, to allow myself to kind of relook at that and reframe it and say, you know, I get a chance to spend this time with my son, Cal, and it is amazing and beautiful. And we've got such a good relationship together. Now, I'm not saying it's not challenging, but our relationship is so good and so strong and we reap what we sow and I'm getting to sow so much love into my son and so much time with him that it's going to have uh, its benefits in the future. And I'm going to be really proud of that. And so I had to just kind of allow that ego to kind of die a little bit and then allow this new perspective and reframing of what this beautiful opportunity has given me. And I think that kind of speaks to opening up your heart a little bit. And, and that's, that was something that I had to go through and it was messy and it was ugly and, and it was tough as a man with an ego, uh, but it's something that was necessary. Mm, that's so beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm just getting mm-hmm. this like beautiful picture. Cause as you were sharing that, I could feel like, I'm like, oh, I can imagine as a man sitting in that room, like yeah. feeling like I'm quote unquote, just a stay at home dad, but truly yeah. that is the most important role that you could ever play yeah. in, you know, yeah. you're literally 
being the present and sole um, influencer in your child's life and what a generational pattern that's going to create. Yeah. Right. So I can feel yeah. that on the one hand, there's like conflict, like you said, <laughs> but um, what a beautiful paradigm shift that that must've, you know, been for you and even your relationship with him. And, and I'm sure in your, in your marriage as well. And so I know there's women that are listening to this that are thinking mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, how do I find a Kyle in my life? Like that would be the most amazing thing. Cause there's, yeah. you know, a lot of women that we're starting to see some, some role reversals in, in the relationship dynamic of women are, are generating more wealth and giving mm -hmm. men the option to be home and, and influence yeah. the, the children. So how did that play out in your marriage? Like what was the dynamic? And I guess my real question is, yes, how did that play out in your marriage? But for the women that are listening that would love to encourage maybe their partner mm. to be that role, like were there things that um, your wife did then, or that she does now to actually support you in that experience so that you could feel, you know, proud about that. That is, that is an amazing question. And, and I'm going to fumble my way through this, but I'll tell you from, from the heart and, and just being vulnerable, it was really hard for my wife and I to navigate through this initially. Right. And I think it's, it, it's so important to communicate and even communicate when it's ugly and it's messy and you don't want to, and it's easier. I'm an introvert. So it's easier for me to just, you know, go, go be on my own. Right. But I've got to fight that. And I've got to say what's best here for the marriage and what's best for our relationship, what's best for our son and, and not allow myself to be selfish in the moment when it hurts you know, my family. And so it took a lot, a lot of really not so good conversations, but you have to get past those not so good ones to get to the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you're willing to fight for those things, um, that's what's most important. So I don't know that I have a great answer other than it was ugly for a while and, and we didn't we, we struggled our way through it, but we were committed to getting through it. And I think that's probably the most important thing. So I had to understand for my wife, like what, what's most important to you? How do I help? How do I help so that when you come home from work, you can be with our son, Cal. Mm -hmm. And then my wife had to understand for me and I had to communicate to her, like what's important to me, like how, when, when, when we exchange and you come home, like, what do I have to do? Cause I was building, trying to build a business at the same time as oh. being a stay at home dad. So uh, I had, I had other priorities as well. So it just took a lot of communicating just being honest and, and being willing to be vulnerable and transparent. I, there is no secret answer here other than things we probably all know, but just because we know it in the head doesn't mean we know it in the heart. We've got to live it through the heart. And so I think those are the most important things just to be open and honest and vulnerable and share what you're going through. It's the same process that you walk through, like you were saying right now, of like some of the uncertain things that you're walking yeah. through in your business. And I know we'll talk about that or even writing yeah. a book. So there's, there's parallels in life, right? When we're walking through the unknown of this new dynamic, it's going to be messy. You're going to yeah. make mistakes, but as long as you're leading with an open heart and you come in it with curiosity and compassion, and I'm sure part of that was having support. Right. Mm -hmm. So you talked about this like network of people that you've surrounded yourself with. And we kind of, we've been touching on it a little bit, but I want to yeah. go a little bit deeper into the work that you're doing. So you mentioned that in this process, you were also building a business. So what was the inspiration for you to not only, you know, be this incredible coach in the role that you play as a father for your son, mm -hmm. but now you're birthing this other new experience in this business. Yeah. So what was that like yeah. kind of doing both and, and that experience? Well, I, 
the, the gift of staying home with my son, it was obvious in the sense that I get to be with him, but it was also a gift in the sense that we got to kind of look at a blank a white piece of paper and say, what do we want to create? What, what would I love to do? Right. Yeah. And I just went through kind of a, there's process is a bad word for it, but the, I just went through this mental thought experiment of just, all right, connecting the dots. What did I love about my history and my past? Or I love the travel. I love what travel does for me. I love new experiences. I love to get outside my comfort zone. And I enjoy teaching and it's the process of uncovering learning for people. And I think transformation happens in the most unusual of places. So how do I create that for people? And then uh, just being in leadership in corporate America, I would go to leadership seminars and conferences and, you know, all the things, right. And then being in personal growth and development, I went to a lot of workshops and masterminds and a lot of them are held in a large hotel conference room with four concrete walls and no windows. And I'm like, I, you know, you're, you're nodding. So you're, maybe you're like me. So I would sit in the back and I would look to where the, you know, the nearest exit door is. And in the afternoon, when I would get tired of the meetings and all the things I would sneak out and I would go surfing or skiing or hiking or golfing or whatever that area presented itself for adventure. And I would always find a few people that did the same thing. And there's something beautiful that happens when you sit, you know, either heart to heart, shoulder to shoulder, and you just talk about what's going on in your life. And, and you genuinely want to get to know someone, not just their name tag that's sitting on a lanyard, like you want to know their story and their heart, and what they're going through. And you can do that when you share an experience with someone. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the backdrop of where I got to over the course of many, many months. But then I started to, all right, well, I think I've got something. And now I'll just create this experience in northern Minnesota along Lake Superior three years ago as of when we're recording this. And I brought in helicopters and I said, all right, to my network, I just said, hey, I'm going to do this thing because I, th I think I'm not the only one here. But if anyone's just kind of feeling like creatively depleted, maybe they're uh, burned out of work. Maybe they just want to get around like-minded people. Let's go have some fun. So to much to my surprise, all guys showed up at that first event. Now, I didn't market it to all men. I don't know what happened, but you know, it was obvious to me that over the course of that two days that we were together, I'm, I'm just looking around. I'm like, boy, these men, like, they clearly don't have a space to share things like this, where they feel comfortable, where they want to challenge each other, where they're willing to be vulnerable. And they do that after they have a really good time, right? So I'm like, maybe there's a formula here, maybe a little recipe. So I just kept doing it. We've been dog sledding in the boundary waters. We've done some golf stuff. We, we've done a whole bunch of different things. And I never intended to, to create this just for guys, but it just ended up being, that's the way it is. And I'm, I'm going to follow that because I think there's a real need. And that passion for serving men followed that. I didn't have the passion to serve just men, but what transpired I just followed the action and what I think I was being led to. Mm -hmm. And so now that, that's what I do. I create these really unique um, containers for men to step into, have a ton of fun, meet a bunch of great guys, and they've got to be humble and be willing to be vulnerable and have a sense of adventure. And um, we've been having a lot of fun with it. So that's oh. kind of what it's kind of what it is. There's so much there's so much in what you just shared. Like, like there's <laughs> so rambled, much knowledge sorry, and wisdom in that, because the first thing that you said was like, it, it almost felt like, and I, and, and I want to go back to that moment of like, when you started to come up with this idea, because there's, there's like this, I know for me, there's like this little moment where it's like this, 
I don't even know how to explain it, but you're like, something's missing or Mm. maybe I'm not fully fulfilled. And I'm wondering, like, I know for some women that are really high performing, they're like, I have everything I should feel fulfilled. And then there's like this little feeling of guilt of like, this isn't enough for me, or I kind of want something of my own, or I kind of want more, but, um, and so I want to, I want to touch on that, but I also just want to reflect back the fact that you were just curious about what do I like? And mm-hmm. through that process of just like following your curiosity and really honoring not what I should do, but what do I want to do? And just yeah. being like allowing yourself to play in that, it sounds like things just started to kind of like show up and happen. And it's, I mean, yeah. it sounds simple. You're like, it just kind of happened yeah. and it's just yeah. stressful, but it didn't just happen, right? It yeah. happened because you were very clear on is this a yes or is this a no? What would feel good? But what, what was kind of the catalyst to even start the business in the first place? Was there that feeling of like, I kind of want more or I'm not fulfilled? What was that experience? Yeah. Yeah. So I would, uh, to help the listener, you you have to think back because at this time I was a stay at home dad purely. I I did not have anything else that I was doing. Um, My wife and I recently got done with doing kind of Dave Ramsey's plans. We paid off almost $400,000 in debt in 38 months. And so part of my, part of me, you mentioned like, just because, you know, you could doesn't mean you should. So I also started a financial literacy uh, brand and I started to do that in tandem with this other thing. And I'm, I just, you know, there's a lot of wisdom in um, keeping things really simple, keeping, keeping things really clear and really just doing one thing, especially when you start. And sometimes the only way really to know that is to just be in action and you'll figure it out. So I quickly found out, okay, I'm going to drop this financial literacy brand. and I'm going to focus on this one thing, but to go back to answer your question, um, I just, I I was really passionate about what travel had done for me and and really passionate about all the things that I've seen in the past. And I I even shared in my book that in 2008, I wrote a, a letter to the travel channel And I had said, I would love to see a different type of show on the Travel Channel, like people going on different, amazing, unique adventures and then talking about how that changed them, so to speak, like sandboarding down a volcano in Nicaragua, like show me that, like I'm interested in that. Well, they never responded to my letter uh, and I'm not surprised, but it was something that I think has always been inside me that I didn't really know how to, to bring out. And it just, it, it felt like the right time. And it felt like if I'm going to do it, this, this is the time and let's just try it. I really believe in just trying something on for size. If you like it, keep going. If you don't do something different, you know, you're not, I don't know, you don't have to be committed to it. Like it's not a, uh, so that to me, it, it just felt like the right time. You said earlier support, my wife wholeheartedly supported me. She, she knows in my heart, there's a deep sense of adventure uh, so she just kind of knows that about me. It just all the things just kind of came to this, like this, this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So let's go. I love this so much. It's such an inspiring story, but I think it's, it's a testament to how, like you said, how simple things can be when we just yeah. follow what feels good and follow the nudges mm-hmm. and, and just try it out. Like, cause you just don't know until you do. And, and like Steve jobs always has said, like, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can really only connect the yeah. dots looking back. And maybe yeah. this, maybe we can hold the manifestation powers that the travel channel will call you back. And, and, you know, you're going <laughs> to see this thing through. <laughs> Yeah. in a way. And maybe if they had called you then it wouldn't have been yeah. what it needed to be. So let's, yeah. let's kind of come a little bit more yeah. forward into 
the experiences that you offer now. So talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the experiences that you facilitate mm -hmm. who they're for and what the transformation is. Yeah. So I have always in the past, the last couple of years, I've done um, just two experiences a year this year, there's four plus I'm also developing a series of experiences that other channels uh, can plug into. So I'm creating experiences for other masterminds as well. In addition, I have alumni from my experience who experiences who are raising their hands saying, Hey, I'd love to lead one for you. You architect, design it, I'll lead it for you. So now I'm stepping into a whole different version of what it's like to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, a leader, all of those things. And it's really uncomfortable. I will, I'll just be honest. Um, but who it's for, I think I'd mentioned earlier that someone who, number one, is, is willing to be kind of humble. They've got humility. They're willing to step into a group and they're willing to say, you know, I, I, I love to help you all. I don't have all the answers, but how can I help you? Uh, number two, I think vulnerability is really important. If you're willing to be vulnerable and just share what's going on, you will get so much more out of this experience than if you're not. Uh, and then obviously a sense of adventure is, is important. So an open-mindedness is, is, is paramount. I always have the guys do something they never done before. And this allows us to kill the ego right away because the guys can't stick their chest out and say, I'm really good at this. You all watch me. Everyone says, no, I actually suck at this and I don't care what anyone else thinks because we're all in the same spot. And that's how you get to being vulnerable quicker. Uh, but anyway, um, so those are some of the elements of it. I would say that 95% of the guys that go are entrepreneurs or they've got some sort of control over their work and their schedule. Uh, so that's kind of who it's for. Um, but yeah, we, you know, they're, they're just a lot of fun. Um, we stay together for a couple months because I think what's most important too is accountability. Cause you have probably been to so many different workshops, mastermind seminars where you go home and you put, you know, on the shelf behind you, you put the work, you know, the workbook and you never touch it again. But I think for guys, you know, especially 30 days after they get a chance to be held accountable to what they said they were going to work on. And then we come together again, 30 days after that, and we celebrate because I think when you reach different levels of quote unquote success, it feels lonely and you feel like you have to put a, a governor or suppress kind of your success so that others are okay. But I give guys a chance to unapologetically brag about what's going well. And then the guys cheer them on because I think it's important to be as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are of your own. And that's how we all get better. So that kind of gives like a little bit of a, a layout of what it is, who it's for and kind of what we got going on. Mm. So good. Like I, I'm like, I want to go, <laughs> but, but I have that support. Like I said, I feel yeah. like women have this, we have access yeah. to it. So much of my yes. social media feed is retreat after retreat of women's embodiment and the feminine work and the, the healing of the generational stuff. And, you know, whether it's business or, um, you know, personal, but I'm also starting to see more and more men's work coming mm. forward. And I'm thinking of men in my life. I'm like, wow, I, I would want to gift this to them. Like what an incredible yeah. opportunity to, again, not only have an incredible experience, but crack your heart open and have those conversations and be around a group of men that are willing to be yeah. vulnerable. Like it's willing and it's vulnerability. I would assume, again, I'm making some assumptions here in a different level. Like there's a, there's being vulnerable in the sense of like, uh, I might suck at this activity and might not be the best. That's one level of vulnerability, but mm -hmm. that's like a performance vulnerability. But what yeah. I'm hearing from you in the, in the space that you're, that you're, um, opening for men is an emotional 
vulnerability, yeah. which is like completely different than just like yeah. a performance vulnerability. Yeah. And I think you can get, like, I think it goes in steps and stages. And if I can get the first one knocked down where they, we just get over this performance thing and we move on to the next, like it, it, it can happen in stages. And we bring a bunch of guys together who are successful in the marketplace. They all are just, you know, we're all kind of sizing each other up and looking at, but so I break that down really quick. And that's kind of the secret to it. And then you can get to the other levels and it's really powerful. And you, you know, someone goes first, someone always goes first and says like, guys, this is, this is what's going on. This is where I need help. And then when someone sees someone else go, they're like, all right, that's my permission now that I can do it as well. And so it's very orchestrated from, from behind the scenes, but from their observation, it just kind of looks like it happens organically, which a lot of times it does, but I, I help it push, push through the, the process. Well, and that's a testament to you creating an environment of safety, right? Because everyone's mm -hmm. core desire, a primary desire, I believe is safety and men and yeah. women alike. Right. And so you've opened that door and you've created a container where vulnerable, you know, opens the doorway for deeper connection, which opens the doorway for being seen and for being yeah. heard and for feeling safe. So I'm sure that you have some incredible testimonials and stories of transformation of men that have just like, again, seen, seen yeah. incredible shifts in their life and, you know, whether it's personal or professional, but I'm curious, what has been the biggest transformation that you've experienced just from hosting mm. these events? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's so good. And I, I shit, I wrote the book. I, I, it's called guys trip because I want people to be kind of a little bit triggered by that. Cause you get this perception. Oh, I know what goes on on this. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, I share the stories of transformation in the book that guys have had while being on these experiences. And, you know, for me, it, it is my encouragement and it is my, um, Kyle, keep, keep doing this because it's needed guys need this. And I want to share one. It's not mine, but I want to share it because it was so powerful. On our very first one, we had a guy that was there. I'll just call him Bob. And, and he came, he was very timid and he was very much like, all right, what's, you know, are we going to do kumbaya kind of lock arms, all the, you know, all this stuff. And so he was very reserved at first, but he ended up leaving the, you know, event on the last night. He just shared with the guys. He's like, you know what? I've been in, I've been in my career for 20 plus years. I've got two grown children, both girls, 18 and 16. And he said verbatim, I feel that I have put work in front of being a good father and a good husband my entire career. I'm ashamed of it. I'm sick about it. And he ended up going home that night while we're still at the experience. And he called his wife and he called his daughters and said, Hey, I get back tomorrow. I want to make dinner. Um, and then he, he, <laughs> I get emotional talking about it. he, he, he ended up saying like, I, you know, I want to ask for forgiveness because I have not been the father and husband that I wanted to be. I recognize that and going forward, this is how it's going to be. And I'm not, I'm going to prioritize accordingly. And I, I just, I just get emotional thinking about that. I'm like, I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined that these experiences would have led to transformations that have ripple effects like that where men come home and they're better fathers, better husbands. Um, and they will be better in the marketplace too, but they're going to prioritize and be better at being a husband and a father. And that's the most powerful thing that I have ever seen. And I get to experience it with these guys and be just a small part in their journey. And it's pretty, pretty awesome. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I can feel it too. I'm like, that brings tears to my eyes because yeah. I couldn't imagine being on the receiving end of that. Yeah. You know, it's the, the, 
just being honest, like the timing of this conversation for me too, is like cracking me open because I'm navigating through an experience with a man that I had been dating for a few months now that was, you know, 20 plus years in the military worked in special Mm. operations. And I can feel that block. Like I can, like, I'm a very intuitive woman, right. And women want connection. They want vulnerability. They want to feel safe. And there's one way that women feel safe physically, like in the protector energy of a man, that's a man of, of his word. And he's consistent and he shows up in the, in the doing, Mm -hmm. but what you're saying, this man came forward in the beingness. And like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of men struggle with that true openness and that true vulnerability and that true, um, that creates a deeper level of, of safety. I'm like, man, like I, I'm like, I gotta send this to him, you know? <laughs> Cause I'm yeah. like, he would really thrive in this experience because I can feel that yeah. block. And I think, um, yeah, I'm sure for you witnessing that, like I said, in your experience of seeing them, but also just the impact of that in your own life, mm-hmm. I can imagine it's, um, something that drives you to keep going and do more of yeah. this work. Yeah. Well, you, you know, it, it's, Here's a really important thing for any women that are listening is, you know, this guy, Bob, as I had said his name in this example, he, he knew this in his heart. This wasn't a revelation all of a sudden, but he needed a space to share it where he felt safe and comfortable and guys that would get it and understand it and encourage and push him and challenge him to do something about it. So if you're listening and you've got a man and you kind of feel that block too, like there's a very good chance he knows it's there. He maybe just doesn't know what to do with it. And he doesn't have a space where he feels that he can share it. Because as you and I talked earlier, you know, I get together with some of my friends who have been been with me for decades. We talk about football and fantasy football and yada, yada. You know, we don't talk about these things. So they just need a space and a container where they feel good to share it. and, And that's okay. And so I think that's really important for women to hear. Yeah, it really is. And so you mentioned in the beginning, kind of walking through a new chapter and you touched on it a little bit of like the evolution of your business. So what is the next thing that you're walking through right now that maybe feels like it's stretching you a little bit? It feels scary, a little uncomfortable (laughs) because it sounds like you've got a well-oiled machine at this point. You're probably pretty confident in the results that you get, but I know there's always another level. Yeah, it, it's a, I would rather not talk about it because it's just a little bit uncomfortable. I, I'm, you know, I'm kidding. It's so like, so as I mentioned, I've always designed, architected, just, you know, sat over the details forever on all of the trips because I've led them. So going forward, I'm going to have other guys that are leading trips and events in my behalf. So it's, you could almost look at it like, well, it's kind of like franchising a little bit. It's kind of like certifying a coach to work on, you know, all like that could help put it into context for people. And it's uncomfortable because the, the control freak in me is like, I want to hang on to every detail. Um, I want to be the one there because what if someone doesn't pick up on, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm at, you know, in, in my head and in my journey and in my struggle here is the, um, the unwillingness to give up some control. And I know what's required of me if I want to grow this business, because my priorities are my family as well. And so I, I don't want to be gone leaving a trip every two to three weeks and leaving my family. Yeah. So there lies the, the struggle and the tug of war to grow the business is in order to do it, I have got to have other people that can help me other, you know, you've heard of the book, who, not how my, who are other people to lead trips for me. And so that's where, you know, that's where I'm struggling currently. 
Uh, and that's the tug of war that I'm in. And it'll be fun to revisit this conversation after I have someone else actually lead a trip for me to see that, hey, wasn't quite as bad as you thought, control freak. You can probably ease up a little bit. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. That's where the business is going. Um, and that's kind of the the current thing I'm struggling with. Yeah. I feel like this isn't, this is like the journey of every entrepreneur is you get to a bot, you become the bottleneck in your business and you realize that everything I did to get me to where I am today is not what I'm going to be able to do to get me to where I need to go. And it's that it's probably the same experience of dating of like really opening and trusting that, Mm -hmm. okay, this person that I'm bringing into my life sees the same vision I do. And is going to treat me with respect. And like, we can walk together. And I feel that way about my business too. It's like, if I'm going to bring in somebody to be a coach, to work with my clients or an assistant, like I don't want the fear is that they're going to mess things up and ruin it for my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to go back and rebuild. And I think that's the fear that a lot of people have whenever they're bringing someone new into their world of like, are they going to, uh, are they going to abandon me? Are they going to ruin this for me? And so something I've been playing with, with romantic partnerships, with my business, with all of this is that I get to attract in someone that's actually better at these Mm -hmm. things than I am. Like they actually compliment me and together we're more powerful and together we hold the vision and we walk side by side, you know, and it's like, Oh, such a leap of faith. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. But that's really true. Like there, there's guys that can lead these trips that are better than I am that will do things better than I do them. I can mitigate some of my own risk or fear really by, by being really good at having a process that I can hand off to people and say, here's, here's how I do it. I'd love for you to add some creative artistic, your touch to it, but this is kind of how the process is and I can help them be successful. And so that's how I can kind of mitigate against some of those things too. But you're right. Like when we, when we resist this, we aren't open to, Hey, someone else could really add a lot of value and make this perhaps better than we do. So it's really important. Mm. I love this. Okay. I want to ask this other question. Cause it's something that's can, it's kind of like not in a different direction completely, but we're seeing this a lot in, I see it a lot in dating culture and like the men's work and stuff like this. And it's this idea of, of an alpha versus a beta male. And I'm curious, like, what is your, like, do you have any thoughts on that or perspective just with the men that you've worked with? Like are all men alpha and is, you know, cause I'm like, can a beta male become an alpha male? Is it more just an embodiment of his power <laughs> or is it a personality thing? Or is this even a real thing? Is this just some label that society puts on people to like classify men? What are your thoughts? I'm kind of, you know, I'll, I'll be totally transparent. I, I am kind of leaning towards the last thing that you just said. It could be a label and a construct that, that we're putting people into. I, I don't know if I look at, you know, the guys that attend, uh, my events, um, boy, I, I wouldn't say that they're one or the other. I, I mean, it's it's just guys that want to show up, have fun, want to see others be successful. They don't think from a, a place of scarcity. They don't think from a place of, well, if I'm successful, that means that this person can't be successful. Um, there's always ego. I mean, there's ego for, for everyone, right? And we all, we all kind of have that. Uh, but what I do see is that guys put down the ego pretty quick in, in my in my events. So I don't, I don't know that that's a really good question. I mean, I'm kind of thinking like, what, what am I, am I, am I an alpha? Like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know the answer to that. Could I show up as both sometimes? Probably. Um, 
I think what's most important is, is people show up uh, authentically as who they are and without trying to show up as a way that other people think they should show up yeah. or to please someone else or to put on a false you know, persona. I think what's most important is showing up authentically. And then mm. you put the label on me that you want. I don't really care. I'm just going to show up authentically. Mm. That is so beautiful. Authenticity wins always. And yeah, I, it's something that I've, I've been like sitting with of like identifying as an alpha woman or like, what's the difference between an alpha and beta and mm. can, can you shift in, in one energy to, to the other? And I think, I believe that there's a leader in everybody. And mm. so if you want to replace yes. the word alpha with leader, you yep. can, um, because there's a texture to that, right? Like there's, there's a quality in leadership of certainty and mm. again, safety and a willingness to be vulnerable and, and not afraid of judgment that your judgment isn't about me. It's about you. And, yep. um, yeah, I think when I think of alpha energy, I think of certainty. And when I think of beta, I think of someone that's unstable, that's not solid. Yep. And that's trans like, that's, fixable yeah. or transferable, you know? So that's kind of something yeah. that I've been like leaning into yeah. and noticing a little bit more. It's a confidence thing. I, I like that confident. And it's more of like, I don't, it doesn't matter to me perhaps how someone's going to judge me if I'm showing up the way I'm supposed to be. I mean, we all, I think we all have this feeling inside, like, yes, we do care what people think about us. Like we're human. Right. But many of us just then choose to, well, I'm not going to let that person's opinion of me kind of hold me back from being who I am. And I think that's the most important. So I think mm -hmm. you, I think you nailed it right on. Yeah. That. I'm glad that we could, uh, brainstorm on that together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're learning together. Like that's the thing. Like, I don't have the answers. Uh, but I, I love to have conversations around it. I I'm inspired by these conversations, inspired by people who are willing to, you know, let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. Let's, where are you coming from? How do I help, you know, help me understand where you come from? I think having these discussions and conversations are really important. Same. That's why I love podcasting. It's my favorite yes. thing because we get to Agreed. just have a, I'm like, I have so many incredible conversations with my friends. I'm like, man, we should have recorded this as a podcast. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, Kyle. So for those that are interested in the work that you're doing in the world and they want to maybe send their partner on one of your trips, or there's a, someone that wants to, to join themselves, what's the best way for them to get into your world? A couple of ways. The, I have, I've got my website, which is just guystrip.co. It's pretty, pretty simple. Um, and then the book is also called guys trip. I try and keep my branding somewhat simple. Uh, the book is on Amazon. Um, and then on, on, I'm probably most active on Instagram, just Kyle underscore Depius. Um, I like Instagram to be a place where people get to know each other and it's fun to have conversations like this. And I, I, I love to engage and connect with others and so I think if, if you want to have a conversation or chat or whatever, I think Instagram is probably the best way. Yeah. I love Instagram. It's so fun. <laughs> I do too. Um, okay. So last question. And I, and I'm going to challenge you on this one because I'm sure, you know, for, I know for a lot of people it's hard and I always want to invite them into like the fullest expression of, of the question is what are you celebrating right now? I'm, I'm currently in Grand Forks, North Dakota, as, as I had told you, and um, we're, we're building a house here. And we, as I mentioned, we have a son, Cal, he's a, he's an only child. Uh, and it looks like we are not able to have any other, any other children. We've been going through infertility for years. And, um, our, our house that we're building is, is exactly 17 houses down the road from my son's best cousin friends. And, you know, we, neither my wife or I, Lois, neither Lois or I 
would choose Grand Forks as our top top 100 destinations if it was just us. Um, but we're celebrating him and, and the chance for him to grow up with uh, all his cousins. And there's 13 cousins just in Grand Forks. So we're celebrating the ability to have abundance in our life, to have this house in, in Grand Forks that's being built. And for my son to have all these cousins that are basically siblings for him. And um, it's it's been a lot of fun to do that. So we're, we're really excited and really celebrating that. Mm, that is so beautiful. I love that so much. Like I can feel how excited you are for that. Yeah. And yeah. do you ever dream of a day when he comes on one of these trips with you when he's a young man? You know, he, uh, it's funny you mentioned that I've got one coming up in a couple months that is in Wisconsin. And, um, my father, who was the best man in my wedding, I've got a really good relationship with my father. My, my dad will be at the events as a surprise. He's going to help serve, uh, at, at one of the dinners. And then I'm going to make a tribute to legacy and, and things like that because, he's so important to me in, in my life. And so the guys won't know that my dad's there until I, I make that. Um, and just challenging guys to think about things like that and legacy, but then I, my son will be there too. So it'll be a really cool thing. He's come on a lot of different, you know, kind of discovery trips where he gets to see the hotels. We walk through them together, you know, so he, he knows what dad does. Um, but I, he'll be at one of mine soon, not as a participant, but you know, he'll, he'll be running around, but yeah, I would love, I love doing things together with him. I think it's integration. I think work-life integration is really important. And I want to bring him with on as much as I possibly can. He's my little traveling buddy. And I love that, you know, the three generations will be there doing this work that's so needed in the world. And I can yeah. see the, you know, who knows what he will grow into, but the torch being yeah. passed, you know, and, and maybe yeah. him stepping into a, a men's leadership role and you're building, a, you could be building yeah. a legacy for him if that's what he chooses, which is really yeah. beautiful. It'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kyle, this has like been one of my favorite conversations. Thank you so much. I just, I really honestly want to just acknowledge you and your willingness to be vulnerable. Cause I know that we went in some directions that maybe you weren't expecting. And it's very yeah. clear to me that you are a master of your own craft. Like you are doing your own work to lead with your heart and be open and, um, set the example for other men of like what that looks like. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. I appreciate the work that you're doing for all the men in the world. Um, and for those of you that are listening, of course, as always, the greatest gift that we can give our guests for being on the show is sharing the episode, tagging them on social, leave a rating, leave a review, and let us know um, what your biggest takeaway was. So thank you so much. Thank you, Melissa. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate yeah, it. I loved it. All right, guys, until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.